Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oh, it's really bad. That's fine. We fix this shit in post. It's what we do. It's <laughs> the way I love it. I like the mystery of life. Oddity Files. How are you today, sir? You know, the motto of 2020, as I keep telling people, I'm still breathing. So, I'm still breathing. <laughs> I might have to steal that from you. Yeah. Because my motto used to be living the dream. And then I had to add living the dream in quarantine. So, now I think it's just going to be, I'm still breathing. I like yep. it. Well done, yep. sir. Yeah, sometimes I got to check. Got to do the quick pulse. Yeah, well... I mean, I don't even, I'm 50, so I don't even want to do that. Um, guys, you're listening to Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. And we're here to rock your socks off, motherfuckers, because we love you. Tell you some creepy shit. And yeah, that's what we do. That's why you're here. You want to talk about weird and paranormal is this pimple I have coming in on my forehead. Those of you on the Patreon can see. I think I'm becoming a unicorn. <laughs> you know, I wish I was a tiny unicorn, but instead I just got a big ass forehead, you know? <laughs> Same. People with big foreheads rock. Gotta you know, my head, I think, is larger than my my husband's, my head in general. I have a very large head. <laughs> I have to buy, like, extra large hats. I know. My glasses have, like, a, a curve. So what's going on paranormal in your world, Nick? Uh, not a whole bunch. <laughs> I wish everything was paranormal uh, in, in my world because, you know, it would get better, I think. Uh, but, you know, I think eventually... Yeah. The, the 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 bad spirits go away um no it was good I, you know i spent most of this weekend catching up on movies most of them are horror movies uh i really enjoyed myself Ooh. lots of movies anything good and yeah I, I watched uh, the wolf of snow hollow which was a awesome little indie werewolf movie um with a couple twists and turns that is so dark and funny uh, very Fargo vibes, but it was fantastic. And then, and that's, you can like, I think you can rent it this week, but you can buy it now. It's like 15 bucks. Um, gotcha. And then there's another movie on Shudder called Scare Me, which I fell in love with, and it might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, and I kind of recommend it to everybody. I've yet to try Shudder. I happened Do you to it? have a membership i didn't sign up but i had one so i'm using it for the next month sweet <laughs> this movie there's a couple really cool movies on shutter but this movie it's literally two people in a cabin and they're just they're one is a a, a fit, like an author who hasn't made it yet and the other is a successful a female author and they're trying the, the power goes out and they're trying to tell each other scary stories for the whole entire runtime of the movie and it's hilarious and oh it sounds so, amazing so well done it's just storytelling there are no like crazy it's just two people telling really fucked up stories in the funniest way i loved it so there's not like reenactments of it they're just it's just the two of them it's the two of them talking and like every time they're telling a story 
their sound design. So if they're talking about like, and then someone got stabbed and you hear like a squish sound of someone gets stabbed, but you don't actually see anything. Oh, and what's this called again? I'm writing it down. It's called Scare Me. Um, and uh, Aya Cash is in it from Scare the, me. she's in the boys season two. She plays Stormfront uh, in the boys. She's, oh, I love her. This, she was like made for, she wrote it. She co-wrote it with the other actor in the movie. And it, oh God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, wow. I, I hate the boys, but I love Stormfront. Yeah, she's great. She's also in a show. It's just me as a human She's being. also in a show called You're the Worst as well, which is incredible on FX. Um, and she's amazing in it as well. Yeah, she's kind of badass. So I can't wait to check that she's out. She's so funny. But yeah, that was my whole weekend. Anything else? No, that was it. That was the, the, Nope, those two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope everybody wrote that down. If not, you guys fortunately can press re- rewind. I cannot. That's why I'm like, can you tell me that again so I can write that down? <laughs> you can just text me too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so my wonderful husband, who's not really into horror at all, obliged me for like the last week. And we went through The Haunting of Hill House watched the entire thing again for me and he watched it for the first time and then by the day we finished Bly House came out so we went right into Bly House which I'm not going to give any spoilers it's a slow burn it's slow um, but it's very well done and the ending it's just like the last three episodes are just like boom 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 here's what happened great I, I had some friends tell me that there's like some really cool choices but I've, I've been seeing a lot of people on social media saying it's boring a lot of people are just like it's boring i'm bored scare me do something um so. well here's the thing the first one was so in your face and this one's telling a story yeah so i get it yeah, I I get it too. Hill House was just so the first Hill House was so good, but like it, it spending the first what Hill House was like the first five episodes or however, however many kids there were, it was like they each had their own little movie. Every character ha- had their own movie, mm-hmm. and then they all come together in the uh, in the the morgue and slash funeral home, and it's that episode is just like <laughs> mind blowing. Uh, where it's like one continuous shot throughout the oh, and then they get in the house and it's one I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that yeah. oh, it was it's amazing so yes this is not that it's a fabulous house there's some ghosts um, there's one line in it um, where it is a ghost speaking and he says that it took me this long to figure out how to show myself to you and my whole mind was blown. Everything I've ever said about the paranormal was validated in this fictional series. So I was pretty happy about that. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's so cool. I-, I like that. And I think, too, I think, like, yeah. people who watch this stuff are so bloodthirsty for, like, it's a demon. Give us a demon. And then when it kind of mm-hmm. twists and, and stuff, um, I mean, the first the first season, so Haunting a Hill House it had the scares and stuff, especially with the sister, but like, I think it kind of got away from people that the sister, like, she died. She committed suicide. And so, there is, mm-hmm. you know, she just, she wanted to be helped. And a lot of the spirits did. Like, all a lot of the spirits inhaled, but it was a lot more open and in your face. of like, we're going to scare you. We're going to scare you. But Bly Manor sounds very... Right. 
it's a love story and these ghosts are, are just want to be set free and heard. It's old school horror. Yeah. yeah. Give it to me. I'll take it. And it's not the whole cast is back. Um, the twins from the first one are back. Um, I want to call her love, but that was her name in the series. You um, L L. Eleanor. Yeah, the the baby, the twins, yes. you know, Luke and Elle, was it? I think so. In Hill House. But she's blonde in this. Mm. And the whole time, I kept thinking I was looking at young Hilary Duff. It was really, really weird for me. That would be jarring, yeah. Because <laughs> they both have really big teeth. So, you know. <laughs> Fair. The... I mean, I do too. I feel I feel their pain, both of them. But yeah, but th- again, the, the guy who plays Luke, he was amazing. Uh, Henry Thomas, who, you know, when I was a 10-year-old girl, used to write Mrs. Henry Thomas on a notebook a lot when E.T. came out. So it's good to see him still at it. And uh, the mom was in it briefly from the first one. Wow. And the hot lesbian sister was in it as well. So it was neat. It was kind of like that American Horror Story vibe where it's a different story, but you've got the same actors playing different parts, which I like that a lot. And I'm also I mean, I'm a huge uh, I'm like, just give Henry Thomas more stuff, Uh, because even when he was older, he Mm -hmm. did some amazing uh, some super cool little like indie flicks and stuff. But one of the first things I ever made out of film school uh, was a is a was a short film called Henry, uh, and it's it was like a kind of an ET, uh, like a play on ET because it really inspired me. I was like eighteen years old when I did it, but it was called Henry, and I found Henry Thomas on Facebook, uh, and like sent him the script, and he was just so warm and just wonderful, and it was like definitely dog shit, like it wasn't good, but he was what? just so like. Just he, he he was wonderful. He's like, I'm in a band. If you want to use any of my band songs, like I'd love to help and contribute in any way. And it was just as oh, it's just beautiful. You know, I'm in his corner. What a forever. lovely human being. Yeah, I I was able to get one of my awkward prom photos with him. So that was like <sighs> full circle with my ten year old self. But he was very sweet, very very kind. Um, I was a little starstruck, and that doesn't happen often. But when it does, it's really awkward, and I always feel sorry for the guest that's in my photo op room when it does happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> I. Uh... God, if I if I had a nickel. So Chris and I also started watching Evil, which I guess is on CBS, but it's on Netflix right now, and so it's got Mike Coulter in it, who swoon, totally swoon. Um, I was not awkward with him when I met him, (laughs) but he's in it, and I don't know who anybody else is in it except that creepy guy from Lost. The beady-eyed little guy from Lost who came in towards the end. Yeah, the one everybody hated. Um, He's in it as well. But what it is, is it's this religious sect, I guess. It's part of the Catholic Church that goes and visits people who are allegedly being possessed. Mm -hmm. And so they they look into possession and miracles. And it's uh, Mike Coulter plays a 
priest in training. I don't even know if that's the real phrase it is. And then you've got the psychiatrist who does it. And then you've got the guy who's the debunker, who is oh, amazing. Wow. And um, the first one, they went in and it was this guy who was a serial killer and he was blaming it on being possessed. And they, they went in and they picked it apart and figured it all out and every episode it gets a little weirder and the ones that are the miracles are beautiful and you're like oh and the debunker this last one we watched he was on like a ghost adventure style uh, reality based paranormal show and they played into it which was kind of fun as well but i highly recommend it uh they do admit that a lot of time possession is just you know people are crazy and they need their meds. So wow. <laughs> I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, apparently season two is coming out uh, this fall. Yeah. Apparently. I I haven't heard much about it, to be completely honest. And, and the last time a show like this was on, it got uh, it got the axe. But they did a, the... I mean, I think it did because a lot of people shit on it. But they did a, a, a an Exorcist TV show uh, last year. And it was fantastic. Oh. It was so good. And they... They cut it really? after two seasons, and the second season was way better than the first season. And it was just so good. It was so good. And I think so many like diehard fans were like pissed that they were doing it for TV. But like it got t- dark. I mean, they really pushed yeah. the boundaries of, of basic cable. Yeah, I'm glad to see an, another paranormal type scripted TV show on television. That's fantastic. And I guess I'm not sure if it's been released yet or not, but there's a scripted paranormal style comedy show put together by simon pegg and nick frost that's going to be on prime and i am i've been excited about this since i first heard of it which was like a year and a half ago maybe yeah i can't wait for it i think it's this week it's this week or it's next week but i uh, i'm I'm so excited for it i mean they in my eyes those two can do absolutely nothing october oh it comes out on halloween oh sweet truth seekers is what it's called i'm excited i'm ready give it to me i'm ready there's one on that's on in the uk that i haven't found that it's on like bbc over here at all but it's about it's a paranormal comedy where she moves into a haunted house we may have discussed this before i may be having a bout of deja vu but where she can see all the ghosts that live there and she's trying to figure out how to live with them which I, I'll have oh, to find the name. It's of the on show. Netflix. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, is it, it? It was. I think it was, and then it got um, taken off. But it is on, uh, it is or was on Netflix, and that one's really good. And then okay. uh, there's a show on in New Zealand called Wellington Paranormal, which is a, a from from uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement from Fly of the Concords, and it's like a spin off of What We Do in the Shadows, the movie. And it's all about paranormal, like ghost hunt, a, ghost, oh. a paranormal investigative team in Wellington, New Zealand, and it's so funny. Oh my god! Is anything that man does gold? I will be there for it any day yep. of the week. So that's all I had going on. Pretty much, it's what you should be watching on TV because all the good stuff is out right now. <laughs> like what a little power hour! What I feel it like all? We just had the what you should be watching power hour for the last like. 
15 minutes. And we fit a lot of shit in we there. We sure did. Just saying. Sure did. I guess I should throw it over to Paranormal in the News. So I've got two pulled up, Nick, and I'm going to I'm gonna let you choose. So both of them are not very recent at all. So we're going to talk about clowns or we're going to talk about baby monitors. Which oh, one do you I haven't want? heard a clown thing in a hot minute. Hit me with the clown shit. The headline is documentary about real life Pennywise is more disturbing than it. Chapter two. Remember a few years back when the killer clown epidemic swept across America? Yeah, we talk about it quite often, actually. One of those at the center of the saga was Wrinkles the Clown, a character created by an unidentified performance artist living in Naples, Florida. Depending on how much of a horror junkie you are, you may or may not be pleased to know that a documentary on the elusive figure has just been released in the U.S., which this was written in February of 2020. This is probably what caused the pandemic. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it has just been released in the U.S., although it is still awaiting a U.K. release date. It's probably out by now, I would assume. And it says, let's just say it makes It Chapter 2 look like My Little Pony. You've probably already heard of Wrinkles having first made online fame after a grainy black and white video showing him emerge from underneath a child's bed went viral. Are you familiar with Is it this? the Florida guy? Oh, wrinkles! Yeah, it's the wrinkles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, I watched the documentary. Uh, yeah. Well, tell us about it, because that's all it goes on is to talk it's, about uh, it. I mean, the documentary is definitely worth checking out. I think a lot of people, uh, again, shit all over it because they were they wanted to be scared, and it's more kind of about uh, the guy, the man behind the mask. But yeah, apparently he's a, he's a guy in Florida who was. Um, he was a like a, a party clown for a while. I could be butchering all this. And then he decided, he's like, people would pay more because if you're a scary clown, people like clowns to be scary. So he started a service where he got paid to he scare people. And he had the persona wrinkles. No. He was getting paid not even to show up. He was just getting paid to leave voicemails. He was getting paid to send videos and in, in, like jump into people's Skype calls. And then he did some house calls as well. But yeah, just making money. I can't find anywhere in here what the documentary is called. It's called Wrinkles the Clown. So people, like this viral video of him scaring this child, did somebody pay him to do that? Uh, Do we know? As far as I'm concerned, yes. Shit. Yeah. That's fucking genius. Yeah. Apparently the kid was being like a little asshole and they... uh... Well, as kids do. Like it, there's a story behind it. It's in the documentary, but they do talk about that specific because that's how they sold the movie. And the trailer was like the, the 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 beauty shot of the end of the trailer was him coming out from like under the kind of trundle bed from this child to scare yeah. him. Uh, but yeah, apparently, like the kid was was beat, causing a ruckus, and and the, the parents are like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pay wrinkles a clown to scare him and. Uh, let him know we're in control, which is really fucked up. I'm going to threaten my dogs with wrinkles a clown if they don't start behaving. I mean, yeah, I know they're just puppies, but, you know, they've got their issues right now. I'm surprised Venus is not at my door just barking her head off. She is. I think she has separation anxieties. That's what happens when you buy a dog during the pandemic. Things we do for love. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have a story, but I am trying to figure out... Who went first? 
last I don't episode. Remember. Uh, it was the 100th episode. I did my. Oh, I did. I think I went first with Nostradamus. Yes, and I did The Exorcist, I believe. Yes. I don't know anymore. I I know I went first. Maybe. I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Well, then I have a story. Um, This one is is one of these that I'm going to apologize if you're a longtime listener, because if you've heard this story before... I just find like these stories are so good and I'm just like man they've probably been covered over a hundred episodes on the Oddity Files podcast but um, this is a really interesting story that's actually being turned into a movie I don't know when uh, when it's being turned into a movie it was announced in February that it's going to be turned into a movie um, okay. but we're going to dive right in I'm going to give you the details because it's, get, it's going to get weird super weird Oh, I love weird, Nick. I don't know if you know this about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Uh, All right. Identical twins June and Jennifer were from Barbados and moved to the UK during the Windrush generation with their parents, Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons. However, they were actually born in, I'm just going to say Yemen because I don't, Aiden, I'm going to say Aiden Yemen on uh, the 11th of April, 1963, where their father worked as part of the Royal Air Force. The family settled into Harvard, West Wales, but struggled to fit in due to their accent and language, which was Baja Creole. Bahan Creole? Bahan. I'll say that. Sure. Their classmates found it difficult to understand them, and they were the only black children in the community, making their adjustment to British life immensely challenging. Teachers noticed that the twins would only talk to themselves and refuse to read and write. They developed their own secret language, which nobody else could understand, and it meant June and Jennifer became distant from their family, growing increasingly isolated. It wasn't until 1976 when a doctor arrived at their school to give students their tubercul- tuberculosis jabs. With Jesus. That's a really hard word. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's, it says TB right here. I should have just said TB. Um, yeah. Anyway, well. when the medic note noticed their peculiar behavior, unlike other students, June and Jennifer showed no emotion when getting the injection, which prompted the doctor to contact a child psychiatrist. That no no pain. I've never heard no this story before. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yes. I'm. I'm glad. After the psychiatrist, the girls were taken to see a speech therapist at Withybush Hospital. Sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your constant support of me butchering these I words. always got your back. I am your Good. biggest cheerleader, sir. <laughs> Good. It was here where the therapist recorded them speaking and managed to decipher their secret language, which turned out to be a blend of England and Bahan slang spoken extremely quickly. Hmm. The following year, the twins' parents agreed to separate them to see if their behavior changed when they were apart. However, June refused to cooperate and stopped physically moving, spending most of her time lying in bed at a residential care unit. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, this is traumatic. As a mother of twins, this is freaking me out. <laughs> It's, it's, oh, uh, again, you're in for a treat. Uh, (laughs) Staff who treated the girls struggled to determine whether there was a more dominant figure in their relationship. Journalist and mental health campaigner Marjorie Wallace, who knew the twins shared her thoughts on their relationship. 
She says, quote, they had these rituals where they decided between them which one would wake first, which one would breathe first, and the other wasn't allowed to breathe until the first one breathed, she revealed, according to Wales Online. It was like some sinister childhood game that got out of control. June and Jennifer were known for their love of writing. Police later found a large stack of diaries, poems, essays, and short stories, some written about crime. Now, you're like, oh, police, what's going to happen? Literally, I was like, why are the police there? <laughs> Such a great You forgot like, a most important part. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, They had such a talent for storytelling that June's book, titled Pepsi Cola Addict, about a student being seduced by a teacher, was self-published. Their behavior took another unexpected turn in October 1981 when they embarked on a five-week spree committing vandalism, burglary, and arson. They were later caught trying to burn down the Pembrokeshire Technical College. Oh, shit. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's just the twists and turns of the story are exhilarating. Following a trial at the Swansea Crown Court, June and Jennifer pleaded guilty to 16 counts of burglary, theft, and arson, and were sentenced to indefinite detention at Broadmoor under the Mental Health Act. Broadmoor has housed some of the country's most notorious criminals, such as the Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe and East End gangsters Ronnie and Reggie Cray. During her time at Broadmoor, Jennifer wrote in a diary entry, quote, I really aim to be alone, yet I am deceiving myself. Can I stand being alone? My heart does not beat so fast now. It only beats fast when Jay is around. It's some dark shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic writer. Fantastic writer. But there's something going on. (laughs) Yeah. They are fucked up in the head. (laughs) But I want to know why. Oh, yeah. While the twins did continue to write during their 12-year Broadmoor stint, they were mostly heavily medicated during that time and their volume of diaries and novels noticeably decreased. In 1993, the girls were transferred to the medium security unit Coswell Clinic at Bridgens Glenrid Hospital. However, Jennifer became incredibly weak on arrival at the clinic and was taken to the Princess of Wales Hospital. She died there at 6.30 p.m., on March 9th at age 29. A post-mortem report revealed the cause of death to be an undiagnosed myocarditis. (laughs) Myocarditis. Nailed it. Yes. Go (laughs) Nick. Yes. Medical talk. Yes. (laughs) However, in an interview after Jennifer's death, June revealed they had a death pact. No. She said... We said we weren't going to speak to anybody. I'm going to have to die, she said, according to Wallace. The journalists explained, At that point, I got very, very frightened because I could see that they meant it. And then they said, We have made a pact. Jennifer has got to die because they said the day that they left Broadmoor, the day that they were free from the secure hospital, one of them would have to give up their life to really enable the other one to be free. What? June remained at Coswell for another year after Jennifer's death, but later returned to West Wales to build a new life for herself without her sister. She still lives in the area near her parents, but has tried to keep out of the spotlight, save for some previous interviews. Jennifer is buried under a gravestone, which is engraved with a poem written by June. It reads, We once were two. We two made one. 
we know more to through life be one rest in peace what yeah so that's a lot to unpack (laughs) that's a lot to just wow like you know you've got the twin speak i get that my my twins never did that they were well i still say words they would say but they were cute like they'd say cheesy poops instead of cheesy poofs when their hands were full they'd say i'm full of hands i still say honey i can't i'm full of hands instead of my hands are full right but i mean that's just kid shit you know what i'm saying but how okay they made a pact and she's just like oh i'm just gonna stop my heart because i'm the one we chose to how does that even happen yeah that and that's and that's the thing is i'm sure a lot of listeners right now are going like nick what does it have to do with the paranormal there's nothing odd about that but yeah there is a lot of the conversation around this story specifically is that this was not they were in a facility a mental health facility health facility where they were monitored and they were treated and the fact that like her heart they had this pact they knew one of them had to die they made an agreement they were free from being monitored to the point where she she just died died like that's yeah yeah it's it's a lot and i mean this this article it is a lot this article specifically came from metro.co.uk uh and this this is from 2020 this is from february 2020 uh it is being made into a movie so i'm curious to see their approach that they take with it but this is this is still a story that has a large impact on both the uh the paranormal community and the the unsolved mysteries community as well yeah this is how do you just decide a young woman decide that you're just going to d- die of uh, natural-ish causes? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> it's like, is that... First of all, is that even a thing? Is that something he, we as humans can do? No. Because I would have willed a couple people to die. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that way there's no nothing on my hands. Okay, I'm kind of kidding. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sure. no way to do that. There's no way to kill yourself by willing it to happen unless there's some kind of i don't want to say superpower but some kind of power that you have to either do that to your twin or do that to yourself you know what i'm saying so right and absolutely the the seeds are there too because you know there are there are bigger exposés written about this specific story and i could have gone on for 15 more minutes and had these details and their diaries and quotes from them and stuff like that but like there is a movie that's going to be made um uh and all the information again is online it's open for you to read about it as well but the key factors are like you know they had this sick game they played with each other where like you can't breathe unless i breathe first you can't sleep until i sleep you can't wake up until i wake up so it's like i'm gonna die so you can live (gasps) and it's just it's just goosebumps it's just it's nuts like it's it's nuts but like when you think about it too from a perspective of like if you really strip this back like these are two girls who couldn't fit in they were twins there was a language barrier uh they were that you know they they were misunderstood but there's a level where you you feel like you don't fit in so you just sort of isolate yourself from those people or you go the route that they went where it's like it went so deep with them that they were 
isolating themselves so much that they were like playing these like strange games with each other. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's so. It's, were they identical twins? Yes. Do we know? Okay. Yeah. Wow. There, that's there that's something I don't understand. Is identical twins? I mean, they were literally the same egg. You know what I'm saying? They were literally one person turned into two, just like the gravestone said. So yeah. wow. Yeah, wow. it's uh, it's yeah the 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 whole the death pact idea is crazy because it's like you know it's it's some it's not a pact because they're 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 not both dying one is living right. one is dying so it's like that the idea that that's a pact is shocking to me yeah um, no I, yeah yes absolutely that's yeah. cultish shit the cult of two yeah you know wow yeah that was beautiful well oh, done sir you. and i'd not heard that it was uh it was so interesting it's like sometimes you know i think that uh you know this is like i said this was 1993 and it's 2020 and people are still writing articles about it uh and sometimes i think you know they're paranormal and they're cryptids but then there's stuff that's like kind of in between that's just there yeah. And this is one of those stories. It's just there. That's perfect way to describe it. It's just kind of in between. Like ghosts, like ghost ships. Which makes it even creepier. Yeah. And it's real fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we talk about Bigfoot. It's it's there. He's out there. But it's not real fucking life. You know, it's not something everybody talks about. This is something that apparently <clears throat> people are still talking about almost 30 years later. Yeah. When I think wow. about your story, you told like... Uh, many moons ago about about the twins as well um well it, oh, doppelganger yeah. i mean i doppelganger, guess twin yeah. doppelganger but even then like there's something it's like i'm curious now it's like the headlight thing my obsession with or my uh, street lights my obsession street with street light, lights yeah. i have this obsession now with what are the connections to the twins and and is there something there is there something deeper than just looking alike does something kind of dig you know dig deeper than that i'm i'm so yeah. curious now my my twins say that instead of saying they were twins they'd say they were womb mates oh <laughs> i love that so nice. <laughs> but they're so nice. absolutely nothing alike i mean it's a boy and a girl so they're fraternal twins and when they were little they were super tight but they never had like that twin speak or anything like that now they're just live in their lives are just like brother and sister but they they were womb mates they were my babies okay that's that's enough of my shit (laughs) i love it i love it though but uh yeah that's it's it's even better because the fact that you have like twins uh it made the story even more interesting to to see how it unfolded how you reacted so you told it so well too as always sir very well done oh thank you thank you thank you yeah look out for the movie i don't know when it's coming but um i can't wait yeah um leticia wright i believe is her name from black panther she's gonna be playing the twins is she the sister from black panther because i love her yes she is (gasps) she's in ready player one black mirror uh who is she shuri from black panther yes the little sister yes right scientist i guess yeah so she's she's gonna be in it and, and the movie is called silent twins is what it's mm. called well i mean yeah. she's a pretty big name at this point so i'm sure it's it's a pretty decent uh production company tied to that 
Yeah, I believe so. And Marjorie Wallace, who who is the one who has all the quotes, it's also uh, it's a published novel as well. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I actually I'm, I want to like pick up that book. I think I might pick it up. Yeah, same. I need to add it to my weird. Let me book make sure collection. the title because I know if someone's listening, they're going to get mad. It's called The Silent Twins. Uh, this is what. It's oh, called. okay. Yeah. And the movie's called The Silent Twins. I love it. Yep. And I assume she would be playing both because they're identical twins. So. Yep. She's gonna. She's gonna Tom Hardy it. He played. He played twins in uh, some movie. Yeah, I, I went through a I hate Tom Hardy phase, and then Venom came out, and I'm like, okay, I like Tom Hardy again. So. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Tom Hardy. Hearing all these stories about him on on sets and stuff, I'm just like, ugh. like when Shia LaBeouf is telling stories about you being a piece of shit, you know you're a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Or a motherfucker, whatever. There you go, there you go. All right, I'm all ears. <laughs> Take it away. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy, you can help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there. And the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bones coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. So guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? 
get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code oddityfiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code oddityfiles. Check it out. I'm just I'm just gonna dive in. It's October witches, so I'm gonna try and keep things really creepy. So I'm throwing things back to my hometown, to my kind of town, Chicago, which has some of the best ghost stories. Last year around this time, I told you the story of Teresita Bassa, who solved her own murder by possessing a woman. This haunting, however, is a place that's open to the public, but strangely, it has some true crime ties as well. Look at us pulling the true crime, Nick. I love it. (laughs) But I'm about to tell you the story of the Liars Club, and that story goes a little something like this. Liars Club is located at 1665 West Fullerton Avenue in Chicago. It's too eccentric to just be another dive bar, a great place for punk rockers and metalheads, yet inviting to anyone who wants to enjoy that perfect combination of music, mingling, and booze. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, it does. It is just intimate enough to feel the presence of great company around you, even the paranormal kind. Unless you've heard of the Liars Club, it's unlikely that you would happen to run across it. The club is located between Claiborne and the Metro Tracks on Fullerton. So it's like off the beaten path of like downtown bars. The facade of the bar is as inviting as a slaughterhouse with its 50s style yellow brick, glass blocks, tiny window, small black and white wooden sign painted to look like rusted steel, padded walls, and a battered metal door. Mm. The 50s style space looks like a cross between a butcher shop and and an asylum. I'm just saying it sounds really awesome to me. And in the back, the tiny dance floor, which has like a light up dance floor a la like Saturday Night Fever. So I just I have to go there. The dance floor is overflowing, lights flashing, disco ball spinning and up a rickety set of wooden stairs is a pinball machine. I can't find a bad review on this place anywhere. But the second floor The second floor is known for murder. (laughs) No matter what this place has been, this spot holds negative energy or something. Maybe it's one of those asshole ghosts I'm always yammering on about. If you're an asshole in life, you're an asshole in death. But it started in 1958, allegedly when the second floor was an apartment. A couple lived there, and it's not known whether or not they had a family, and there's not really a whole lot of information on them in general. But the tale goes that she was sick of taking his mental and physical abuse and finally chopped him up into little pieces. 
in and by him I mean her husband apparently I forgot to put that in said story in 1968 when it was a homeless men's shelter two guys got into a scuffle over a pair of pants one would end up beaten to death with a coke bottle in a corner on the second floor which is allegedly where the first murder happened as well a coke bottle a coke bottle so the paper read like there's you can still find these articles online not for the first murder but for this one you can the paper read north cider dies after a beating and a two-story fall john parlea 70 died yesterday in alexian brother hospital of injuries suffered shortly before when he was beaten with a pop bottle and then shoved out a second story window at 1665 fullerton avenue samuel castell jr 27 an unemployed laborer who also rented a room in the building was charged with murder police said castell told them he and perella quarreled when castell accused perella of stealing some clothing from him and that's legit there's another headline from 1986 of another murder that happened at the same location on april 6 1986 the headline read tavern owner held in wife's axe killing so the first murder the alleged one that nobody really has any proof of was supposed to be an axe killing as well a Northside Tavern owner was charged with murder in connection with the axe slaying of his wife, whose body was left in the couple's apartment for six days before police were called. After Frank Hansen, 29, telephoned police, officers found the body of Julia Hansen, 24, in a bedroom of the couple's third floor apartment at 1665 West Fullerton Avenue. So it's been said that this murder, that the wife was a large woman and her tiny husband killed her after she made fun of his size all the time. He got pissed off and dismembered her. So are these murders a part of the paranormal activity? Is it possible possession from the first murder? It's possession from the first guy who was murdered. He sounded like a dick, you know, he beat his wife and was just an all-around asshole more than a couple near misses as well inside and outside the bar with fights and injuries being near death experiences again no one knows if this was paranormal activity or not but there is some documented paranormal activity and that's been as such customers claim to see julia hansen the large wife why do they gotta call her the large wife? Yeah, take that detail you know, out. Doesn't matter. I, Doesn't matter I what she. Just say she is a wife, woman, woman, whatever you want. Yeah, just I don't. copied and pasted. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm. I <laughs> even the thing is, I'm not. I'm not scolding you. I'm scolding where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same. Strong, empowered, so, independent woman. Yeah, so they see this strong, empowered, independent woman who was very mean to her very small husband. I'm going to leave the small detail out. Um, She's seen hanging around in a corner. One woman swears she saw the specter leaning on the bar and an employee inexplicably had his arm tugged on by this same specter. So a man has also been spotted wandering up and down the stairs 
sadly, it wasn't said whether or not he was wearing pants. So we don't know if he was the abusive husband, the guy who had his pants stolen or stole the pants. We're not sure. But on Reddit, oh, snap easy shared this creepy little experience while sitting at the bar. I was in a haunted pub crawl in Chicago last night, and we ended up at the Liars Club on Fullerton Avenue. We went into the bar, and I had a beer. All of a sudden, I felt my Apple Watch vibrating. I looked at it to see what was going on, and apparently Siri activated, and the question was asked, do you know me? I was creeped out since my watch was nowhere near my face to pick up any conversation, but I thought this was such a cool experience. Yes, it was. My Apple Watch never does anything cool like that. It looks like the only ghost show that's investigated there was Ghost Lab. I don't know if y'all know this, but Ghost Lab was my legit gateway drug into the paranormal. And let me tell you why. Not because it was a good show, because it was not. It was legit terrible. But... I know I tell you this all it's the time. This shit used to literally scare the piss out of me. And I saw a commercial for this show where these two brothers were screaming at all the ghosts. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. <laughs> and here I am now. Never yell at the spirits. The spirits just want to be your friends. Respect so, you know. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Huge 180 on my part. Yeah. But, okay, enough of that sidebar. They didn't really gather any legit evidence there. They never really did anyway. They only had two seasons. But they felt this man who was killed by his victim wife was possessing the bodies of others, a la Amityville Horror style, causing them to kill. But, as you can only imagine, zero proof of this whatsoever. Wow. And I'm going to leave you hanging because that's my story. Get my stories here. were timeout.com, mysterioushicago.com, thrillist.com, and the Reddit. Damn. I want to go. I want to go too. <laughs> Let's go. Let's just hop in the camper and hit some hot spots. And uh, we'll, we'll park this bitch on the, on the beach of Lake Michigan right there. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Show. I'm down. Pick me up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. Let's we'll quit my job. I'm on my way. Done. Done. <laughs> Yay. Okay, guys. You guys are killing it sending in the stories. But don't stop. Never stop. We need all the stories. But I have an amazing story oh. to to kick off the hey we have stories again so it starts off with hey localish podcaster my name's evan from Greencastle, indiana and i've been holding on to some stories until i got caught up on the current episode of oddity files i was about 30 behind when i discovered the show out of all my stories i wanted to start with this one about my cat since she's recovering from a recent illness she's on my mind maybe you and the listeners hearing about her protecting me will give her good karma and she'll be back to full health in no time okay everybody let's as a collective send the kitty cat some good karma good job guys okay so soon after i bring my cat edie pronounced ed as in erectile dysfunction i'm not gonna lie you had me at that right there (laughs) to the house (laughs) 
to the house I'm renting. We were just sitting on my bed, relaxing, her in my lap. At one point, she got up and went to the end of the bed by my bedroom door. I kept doing whatever it was I was doing on my phone, thinking she was just more comfortable over there. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Edie swipe at something just above her head and hiss puff out her fur and then I heard her low rumbling growl she was pissed off at something I looked up for my phone and just above my cat's white head I saw a transparent black tube of something it looked like tv static flat and moving within itself oh my god But existing in 3D space somehow, I followed the black tube's length to a nearly eight foot mass of the same static, leaning out of the bathroom door that forms a corner with my bedroom door. I stared at it for a second, then noticed it had a head, torso, and two arms, one arm clinging to the door frame, the other reaching for my extremely annoyed cat. At this time, she didn't let any person but me pet her. So it's no shock that she didn't want this thing near her. I feel you, Edie. I feel you. Yeah. After I looked in silence for a minute, the shadow person seemed to turn its face. However, I was able to discern it from Edie to me. After it apparently looked at me, it seemed to flinch in fright and ducked back into the bathroom. It was leaning out of, just as a child, an eight-foot child, would do if trying to hide after being caught out of bed at night. Nice little explanation there. I like that. Yeah. I sat there confused what to do, but also really scared. Did I actually see that? Was it just curious about the cat and wanted to pet her? Why is it scared of me? As I thought of all this, Edie charged into the bathroom after our guest, meowed in confusion, and I heard her jump into the tub and then back out. She sprinted through the rest of the house, parkouring... Parkour? Yeah. Parkouring over everything in order to find this thing. She came back to the bed, frantically meowing at me, clearly concerned and confused by this thing's ability to disappear. I looked everywhere and didn't see it either. Sometime later, I discovered this podcast, which came in handy after my many nights of this shadow person staring me down while I was in bed. I was too scared to say anything to it, and it did not seem threatening, just curious and unintentionally creepy. Finally, I heard Kitsy say in an episode that spirits react positively when you're kind to them. Be a jerk and you'll deserve what's coming. Be a pal and you're fine. Something like that. Anyway, I gave it a shot and potentially told the shadow person that it was making me uncomfortable and that my bedroom was off limits at night. I'm trying to sleep and I can't with it watching me. I told it that during the day it's welcome to come hang out with me, but the cat might hurt it, so leave the cat alone. I also offered it the couch in the living room or the guest bedroom at night. Very welcoming to this thing that's been scaring you. I'm so excited. I literally saw it walk out of my closet and out the door, waking my sleeping cat. Yeah. She and I watched it turn to the guest bedroom and walk in. A few days later, I was in there cleaning the litter box when right next to my ear, I heard it whisper, thanks. Get out. What? 
Yes, I'm so excited right now. Oh <laughs> Covered my in goosebumps. God. I've never seen the shadow person again, and I'm convinced it was just some sort of being trying to figure out how to make some friends. Thanks for reading, and for any of you listeners, no, Kitsy and I don't know where the word Hoosier came from. We really don't. Nobody in Indiana does, and anyone that says they do is lying. The state is just weird and makes no sense sometimes. Evan. <laughs> That's amazing because it also solidifies the potential fact of like maybe they're they they are trying to pass on something and maybe there's just this trap that like it's sort of like the vampire mentality right like you have to let it in uh, you have to yeah. welcome it inside maybe releasing it saying like here you can go here or you can go here yeah. it's like well I can now exit this like plane that I'm on and then enter mm-hmm. another plane. And by that, it's like, I'm free. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they're just as fucking scared of us as we are of them. Yeah. And if you're like, hey, you're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Let's live, you know, together because we have to. Um, Maybe that was something freeing to him as well. I don't know. Kind of crazy. I love that story so much. I do too. That's fantastic. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. You'd handle it way better than I would. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, get out! Well, been there before, but I learned over time. (laughs) Send us your stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. We've got a TV show on Amazon Prime. It's called surprisingly oddity files and we're oddity files on all the socials so if you remember oddity files you can just about find us anywhere including t public where if you search oddity files you can find our merch store on there but on that note where does the new cool ghost on yay i think we're like right at an hour holy shit (laughs) yes Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Lock, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files please support our partners every little bit helps rate review and subscribe especially on apple podcasts it's what helps us get the word out there and you know we can always use a new weirdo or two come hang out with us on our facebook fan group just search oddity files fan group All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. 
What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. 